Welcome. My name is Doug Simcox, and I'm here today on this Thursday, August 24th, 2023, with Mr. Sam Swearingen. Now, Sam and I are riding for the brand BTC Beyond the Shoots. Today, Sam and I are going to catch up. We're going to discuss some current events and some upcoming rodeo PBR events that you're going to want to check out. We're also going to bring you up to date on what our sponsor, Parasite Systems, has been doing for us behind the scenes. And in addition, I'm going to put Sam on the spot, and I'm going to ask him a little bit of his coaching, mentoring philosophy when it comes to teams. So Sam, he's with us today. Now, he is a two-time North American Rodeo Cowboys uh, saddle bronc riding champion. He's several-time IFR qualifier, APRA champion several times over. Rodeo stock contractor, mentor, coach, fan of rodeo. Sam, you're in New York today. How are things? How are you doing? Everything's good, Doug. Um, up here, the weather's decent. It's I hate, I hate to say it because of the rest of the country, but we're a little cooler than normal. You are. So, uh, okay. About 70 degrees this morning or today. Oh, that's going to be the high probably. So okay. a little cooler than normal, but been, been good. Okay. Been really good. And any smoke up there? No, not today. Uh, last week there was some. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just seems to come in waves. It just depends which ways the wind's blowing, I guess. Just like life. We go the way the wind's blowing. Well, in a bit, we're going to talk about the wind blowing us up into Canada here in a couple weeks. But before we do that, we want to say thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. And they, I talked to Eric, and they are putting together a coupon, Sam, uh, for 50% off the kits, the testing kits. So you go online at parasitesystems.com you order the kits 50% off send in send in your material they will they will analyze it come back and uh, give you a report out uh, and it is coupon btc023 again that's coupon btc023 and it is 50% off so, Sam, I've ordered some kits. They're going to be coming in to me. I'm going to send some up to you, um, and I'm going to send some to Kathleen. She's got three horses over there. And we're going to we're gonna go through the process, and we're going to see what the results are, what comes up. Do you have an idea of what you're going to run your testing on up there? I'm going to do both horses and cattle. You are? Um, okay. I've got uh, horses out in pasture, and I'll do them, and... I've got cattle in pasture. Mm-hmm. I'll do those. Okay. And also, I got cattle in the feedlot. Oh, wow. that I'll do separately. Okay. That way, I'll see if it's different from the pasture to the feedlot. I'm very intrigued with it. Okay. And what I will do is I will have um, their website in our notes on our podcast. We'll talk about it here in a bit. I'll give the exact, uh, it's, it's of course, uh, ParasiteSystems.com, but I will put that link, so all you got to do is go in the notes, click on it, and it should take you right to that webpage. Good okay. Enough. And uh, let us know. Yeah, yeah, check it out. But, uh, Sam, I got stuff coming, so stand by. Don't order up anything just yet. I'll be waiting. Okay. Now, speaking of ordering up stuff, I've been thinking a little bit, Sam, about some podcast BTC merchandise. 
Um, um, I don't know. I like coffee cups. You know, when we went to Nashville this last weekend, went to the uh, Country Music Museum and Hall of Fame, I've got a beautiful, beautiful coffee cup. I love having it on my desk. I think it'd be kind of cool. This is me thinking out loud. I think it'd be kind of cool to have the BTC logo on a nice big coffee cup uh, to drink your morning coffee from. What do you think? Bring it on. Okay. Okay. Kind of like you, I got a favorite coffee cup Carrie bought me when she took the boys to Wyoming. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Uh, that, that one's my favorite. Not the only one I drink out of, uh, but that's that's my favorite. Uh, so. Perfect, perfect. What about ball caps? Any interest there? Ball caps? Not for me. I don't wear yeah. one. Okay. What <laughs> about T-shirts? There's a lot of people that do. There are. There are T-shirts. Well, I don't wear T-shirts either, but yeah. a lot of people do. Okay. <laughs> and you know what's big? Uh, I was standing in line um, at the Country Music Museum and Hall of Fame, and they have stickers for sale. You you buy like a vinyl sticker, and I, I had a woman behind me. She and I said, "What do you what do you do with the stickers?" And she says, "Oh, we have a restaurant, so we put them up on the wall." And my mm. and my daughter likes to put them on her coffee cup, you know, or her uh, mm-hmm. her arctic type or yeti type coffee cup so she's got it with her they're vinyl they stick on i don't know anything about it but i'm thinking podcast merchandise well you gotta grow and get bigger or you get left behind (laughs) absolutely absolutely all right so speaking of merchandise did you follow this auction to benefit kane smith your your niece jody's son did you follow any of the action on there I did. Uh, I, I looked at it quite a bit, yeah. and it was very interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry you didn't get the fudge, but uh, yeah, you, you know, for Michelle, I thought she needed fudge. Fudge. She's not bigger than a stick. Right. Know? Right. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and then as somebody, it turned out, yeah, who 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 would stand to the very last minute and just beat the twelve o'clock, which I didn't even know what time it ended, so it's not like I <laughs> would have made any difference. But he timed it like eleven fifty nine. He hit the button, so he Michelle didn't waiting. get it. I didn't get <laughs> it. Uh, I'd seen him only ask some questions about the fudge. But 15 pounds of fudge, what in the world, Sam? What would I have done with 15 pounds of fudge except share it with everybody, right? You ate it yourself. I don't – yeah, that wouldn't be good. So, yeah, you should share it. <laughs> you should share it. Um, and you sold a bucking horse on there. You you donated a bucking horse to it. I did. Um, I've never bucked him. Uh-huh. He is uh, bred very well. Mm-hmm. He's out of – Either 99 or 906, the horse I got from uh, Joe Juan out of South mm-hmm. Dakota. Mm-hmm. And the father is uh, out of North Dakota. Uh-huh. His father is. Okay. And the stud and the mare goes back to Jack and the high time gal. So, uh, yeah, very good bred horse. Never, never, never bucked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even with a dummy. Okay. And somebody might have a real diamond in the rough. Okay. I'm hoping it really works out for uh, Mark Green. Mark Green bought bought horse, so. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, if you're listening, keep us up to date on, on how he does. How exciting. Have they come and picked him up yet, Sam? 
No, okay. I actually haven't heard from him. And Mark just lives uh, down the road, mm. uh, probably half hour away. So uh, I'd even take him to him if uh, yeah. that needs to be. Okay. And, and just want to say thank you to everybody that participated in that auction. And my goodness, the stuff that was donated. I mean, it was a real marketplace with all kinds of really, really cool things. I got, I bought uh, a new quilt for our guest bedroom. So Sam, when you come and visit, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be warm. Huh? You'll be Good. warm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then and then, of course, the GoFundMe page is still up. So we still have that possibility of, of helping out uh, the family here. And then there's a benefit tomorrow night. And you're going to be going to that, Sam, up, upstate New York. Where is that exactly? And uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, it uh, it's down by where they uh were from before they moved to Oklahoma and mm-hmm. uh, Big Flats, New York. Okay. Uh, Corning area. Corning. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're going to have, I just finally figured out everything that's going on. The doors are open at four o'clock. Mm. They're going to have a dinner and the auction starts at seven. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, All right. My, myself, a good friend of mine, and I think I'm going to take my parents down. Oh, nice. So that, good. Uh, they wanted to go, and they called and asked if they wanted to drive me, but I think as much as I don't like to drive, I'll still drive them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That, that'll that be excellent. What is that, about an hour, isn't it, from the house for you? Yes, just okay. about an hour. Just about an yeah. hour. Okay. And then, um, can you give us an update on young Kane Smith? How is he doing? Where Where is the family? They were in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine they're coming out for this. I don't know. I haven't. Right. Right. I've talked to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, said Kane is doing well. He is back to not being normal, but mm-hmm. very good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's going to school. Okay, good. And he is... Uh, playing and doing things that uh, normal kids do so uh that he's doing doing well good uh, good good couple surgeries will tell the story i guess do they he's have such a good kid kind of a schedule yet on those surgeries and and he's they're talking dallas right texas yes uh, that area mm-hmm. and October sometime, okay. I think it's going to be the first one, okay. uh, or maybe that's when they're going to get them in to evaluate and see what they're going to do. I, I I don't know, but I imagine they're going to put together a team because mm-hmm. this is pretty serious. Yeah, thing. yeah. I'm not saying uncharted water, but uh, yeah, hasn't been traveled on a whole lot. <laughs> super, super rare from everything that I've read about Moya Moya, the disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, prayers and thoughts are with the young man and the entire family. I mean, the stress is, yeah, yeah. Thoughts and prayers are it, with them, right? Yeah. And it, it is so rare. I've talked to several doctors, you know, and mm-hmm. no one had ever heard of it. Yeah. Not, not a one of them. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, so okay. well, we'll just pray for them and pray for the doctors, and that's about all we can do. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, give our best wishes 
uh, to everybody when you see the family and everything uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Okay. Be real interested in uh, the auction and anything else that's going on up there. So, been a while since we talked. Good golly, the time flies anymore. Last time, uh, I guess I should say since we spoke, I went racing in New Hampshire. Now, let me back up. I, I call it racing, Sam. You've been on the track. You you know what it is. I say racing because it's, you know, kind of easy to, to understand, maybe. But it is on road courses. Uh, the one that, that I went to in New Hampshire, uh, two and a half mile track, uh, run uh, clockwise, 15 turns, and the elevation changes sam so from the high to the lows the elevations that we drove was 250 feet oh wow yeah and elements on it that i had never driven before and let me back up it it's i say racing it's actually what's called a high performance driving event and it's basically a chance for you to show up with your car, your Corvette, your Mustang, your Honda, your your VW, your BMW, your Porsche, whatever the case may be. Show up, cars that you have, and run on the track at racing speeds. All gentlemen uh, type of rules and understandings, all about common courtesy, um, such as you don't pass anybody unless they give you a point by. That's just to make sure everybody stays safe and everybody's aware where everybody is. But it was a new track. I had uh, it opened up, I think, in 2015 or 16. Beautiful, beautiful track. This is the first track I've been on where I showed up completely cold. Uh, meaning I had not run a lap on it ever before. I hadn't run a lap on my simulator. And every track that I go to, even if it's the first time, I'll get on the simulator. I use R Factor 2 as my simulator software. I'll get on the track and I'll go run laps. And so even though I'm showing up to a brand new track, I know when I go over this corner, I got to set up for a left-hand turn or a right-hand turn, uh, but just a great, great track, and um, it really, more than anything, Sam, and this kind of ties back into how we look at the world and so forth, it really brought back to me how I learn, okay, how I take on something new, how I look at it, how I try to gather the data and you know when you start something new and you're doing it at, at fairly fast speeds everything comes pretty quickly um and what i found for me when i had an instructor in the car and he's telling me go left go right trying to navigate this track with me for the first time it was confusing to me it was data overload however the next the next session he went out and i followed him and I picked it up very quickly. So the reason I say all that is just kind of paying attention to how I learn, you know, and, and that hadn't been that apparent to me in a long time. So that was kind of a fun personal bit of insight. Neat. Now I got one question. Doug. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said the elevation changes 200 feet. Yeah. Does that affect the performance of the cars or isn't that enough to make any difference no not enough to make any difference we were running fairly low altitudes you know to start with right we weren't in the mountains this is a mountainous area and this track if you look at it, i'll put the link up on the on it um 
No, no performance uh, that I picked up at all. The car ran great. Uh, I've got it tuned on E85. The thing I did learn is no one in New Hampshire sells E85 <laughs> fuel. That's what I did learn. Um, I had a friend, thank goodness, Bob. He ran from Concord, New Hampshire. He drove an hour and a half down to Boston and picked me up uh, some E85 fuel. That was the closest. Wow. And around here, I can get a number of places, so it's not a thing. Now, what I will say is on some of these elevations, pretty steep up the hill, and then as you popped over the hill, it's hard braking to, you know, and you might be going 105 mile an hour popping over the hill, hard braking, but you're going downhill. The G-forces, the car's a little bit light because you've come over the hill. You've got to scrub off about 40 mile an hour, 45 mile an hour to make the right-hand turn. And I think there's only, I was trying to recollect, I think there's only one track that has something even remotely close to that that I run on, um, meaning pop over the hill, hard on the brakes, got to scrub it off. And it's just, you feel your stomach come up into your chest almost. There's that <laughs> kind of G-forces. Uh, and it was actually on two different turns. Um, so very cool, whole new dynamic that I, that, you know, that I hadn't run before. So it was really good from that, uh, that side. And I am absolutely positively going to go back again. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous track. Good. Yeah. So had a lot of fun with that. And then you and I, here's the, here's the next big thing that's come up. You and I have been invited up to St. Tite, um, uh, Quebec, that's uh, the town, St. Tite, T-I-T-E, uh, which is a little bit north of Three Rivers. Uh, we've been invited up uh, by Sylvain uh, Bourgeois. Uh, he's the director of that rodeo. Uh, he's invited us up. We're going to go up and spend a few days up there, catch performance, and we're going to be doing some podcast recording while we're there, Sam. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this year marks the 55th year for the Festival Western Day St. Tite. 55 years they're doing it. And to give them a little bit of perspective, there's usually about 4,000 people live in in St. Tite, in the village of St. Tite. And over that 10-day period that they have the rodeo, the Western Festival, 600,000 visitors will come through there in that 10-day uh, uh, stretch and it isn't just rodeo i believe they i heard there were 11 performances uh it's also concerts tim mcgraw is going to be there this is a big deal sam you were there what's your earliest memories of saint tit you went up there a bunch both as a competitor and as a stock contractor yeah i went up uh actually i was like 14 years old when i first went up and uh, competed and it was much different then than it is now uh much different it was two performances and it just it was big big then for you know what it was but it was very very much french speaking mm -hmm. you know there wasn't any like now most everybody's bilingual at least if they want to be, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but this was pretty much all French speaking and it was more of a normal rodeo atmosphere. Now, um, being the changes through the years, it, uh, 
I call it the Woodstock Rodeo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Completely crazy what yeah, they yeah. they do up there, and yeah, just a great, great insight to make it what it is. And I was last up there. I was trying to remember. I was, I think, I was up there in two thousand and two thousand. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. Was working sponsors helping helping Sylvain. Right. And I remember sitting on the main stage. So if you you think of this, U at the top of the U is this main stage. And the U then, of course, is is all the spectators in the bucking shoots. So you're sitting on the end of this thing and they had speakers that the who right would show up with and put on a concert it was absolutely crazy and the music was so great and so tight of a of a production and it was almost my my takeaway was wow i'm at a rock concert and a rodeo kind of breaks out yeah it uh the sound system there is incredible and the people are just there to enjoy themselves they get up and they dance and they sing and they you know, what is usually a low time when they work the ground, they bring the tractor in, mm. they just, that's when they play the music and everybody gets up and rocks out. It, yeah. uh, it's very interesting watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very cool. And and a lot of the folks that we have worked with in the rodeo arena, you know, when we were doing stuff, Pennsylvania, New York, and so forth, a lot of the rodeo entertainers, I'm going to list them, tell me if I'm wrong, Ryan Rodriguez, uh, Robbie Hodges, uh, Brinson, uh, James, right. Uh, they all went on and worked that, that crowd up there and they don't speak, you know, they don't speak, they don't speak French, but it's a rocking place and they've always done well up there. Anybody I've missed and you, you've been up there to see those three guys, uh, perform up there. Any, anyone I've missed that, uh, has come through just, just trying to build that connection to New York and, and, uh, St. Tite. Well, and, uh, you know, as a contract act, the one-armed band that's been there, um, you know, they, they, pri- uh, the bull jumper has been there. Mm-hmm. They try to pride themselves in getting the best entertainment that they can get, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Ryan Rodriguez, when he was there, he did something that uh, he had him set up a zip line. Ah. And he came from the stage that you were talking about mm-hmm. and zipped all the way down to the roping end. Okay. And with <laughs> fireworks going off him and as he's flying down through there. And yeah. It's, it, it's just very entertaining. Yeah. It, it, you know, and there's 600,000 people come through that town. Well, the, the arena only seats 8,000 people. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, not everybody comes, but the campers, the yeah. campers there. Yeah. Uh, I was there when uh, I had livestock there. Yeah. And uh, Calgary was there to uh, look to bring stock out. Oh, yeah. Had, yeah. And, uh, but they do now. Okay. And uh, the head of Calgary, oh, my goodness, I'm old and seen now. Huh. Winston Bruce. Okay. Uh, yeah. Winston yep. Bruce yep. was there. Okay. So, uh, and I know Winston since I went out to ride in Calgary. Didn't really know him, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. must have talked to him. That man's mind was incredible. He mm-hmm. never forgot anybody. If he remembered me, he remembered 
anybody that ever came to Calgary. Okay. okay. But uh, yep. I did well up there as a kid. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, we took a helicopter ride looking at over St. Keith. Okay. And it was just the amount of campers when you were up there looking down. It uh, It's just incredible. Okay. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And and hard to get rooms, but somehow we've been told, we've been invited, we got rooms, Sam. That just tells you that just tells you something, doesn't it? Well, they I'm sure they <laughs> get all they can get for <laughs> right. things like this to right. try to oh. keep who, who calls them and the sponsors and everybody that uh, does it. You know, in the yeah. last minute, they're going to try to have rooms. And yeah. I, I've gone up there, contestant, no rooms, contractors. They, they try to get your rooms, but don't yeah. always doesn't always work out. So <laughs> sleep in the sleeper but, uh, of the truck. Uh, yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I started towards the end, seeing I was probably the closest contractor. Yeah. Uh, well, other than the ones in Quebec, I just started bringing a camper up there because okay. it uh, okay. was a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Stay a lot easier for credentials and all that stuff. That. It might be six hours before you get a place to park. Oh, yeah. Even, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Very, very incredible rodeo. Yeah. Yep. And I'm excited. They said they built a brand new, a couple years ago, a brand new recording studio. So, Sam, we are going to be. We're going to be treated while we're up there. This is going to be a lot of fun. And and that is September 8th through the 17th of September. Uh, I think we're going to be up there 11th, 12th, 13th, something like that. And I will put up the the link to their website. You got to go check it out. And if you think you've seen Rodeo, Sam, how would you describe? I'm going to call it the rescue race. How would you how would you describe the craziness that goes on up there in the competition? Um, one guy rides in. Let me just let me give you this rides in, jumps off the horse. The other guy jumps on. They they do all kinds of things <laughs> up there that's never seen anywhere else. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, it, how do you describe it? it it's just like uh, race cars without a steering wheel, I yeah. guess. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> they're just going as fast as they can and diving off these horses and the other one jumping on and they run two horses out through there and the one guy jumps off the one horse and the other guy crawls out his horse onto the other one that's running. Yeah. And, uh, they do that a lot up there. They and do that. They're, they're, it's not like the little backyard horse show. Oh this, no. Oh they, no. They have, I powered. It's serious. Well-bred race horses. You that, bet. It is yeah, serious. It, it, it's, and it's very good to watch. Uh, absolutely. Actually my, uh, first wife sherry she said you ought to bring them down for act oh, instead for sure. of hiring trick ropers and oh. that and oh. it made sense you know oh. you should bring them down I absolutely never did yeah yeah they yeah. had uh certain specifications that would have been very difficult to meet yeah here with portable yeah. arenas and stuff yeah and I noticed I've been watching some videos and I'll, I'll I'll see if I can locate one and post that up in the notes as well uh but Sometimes some of these jumpers have casts on their arms and that sort of thing. So it's a pretty rough and tumble sport. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I've been told, Sam, or I know I know this for a fact, we've got new shirts that are in process right now, going to be embroidered. Our sponsor, of course, Parasite Systems, uh, is going to be on the one pocket, and BTC, our logo, is going to be in the other. So we're hoping to go up there and represent. Good. <laughs> yeah. We should. Anyway. <laughs> we, we should. We should. I think yeah. it, uh, I'm going to be in awe. Right. I'll be mm-hmm. I'll be starstruck, I think, up there. Um, and speaking of great rodeos, um, we got to talk about uh, the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame that went on a few weeks ago. Uh, I think it was mid-July that actually happened. And Cowtown Rodeo, Piles Grove, New Jersey, um, was was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame, Sam, based on the information I've found. Uh, the rodeo actually started in 1929 and moved to its current location, I think, in like 1939 or something like that, and really has run almost consistently since then, uh, except for a bit of a break around World War II. Um, and then here's a, a fact, and Joe Farley actually pointed this out to me, and I did not know that, this. Cowtown Rodeo was, and is, I'm reading this, known nationwide due to live national TV exposure in 1958 and 1959, and taped exposure world nationwide in 1969 and 1970. So this is, they were on live TV, Sam. They were out on national tv so some of the earliest rodeos that were broadcast came out of new jersey they said the rodeo outgrew the original arena in 1967 built the present 4,000 seat arena so first off congratulations grant and betsy harris what a great what a great rodeo sam you've got memories yeah and congratulations to grant and betsy and the whole everybody that has worked so hard to to get this fantastic accomplishment you know it uh that's the pinnacle of what you do in your sport mm-hmm. and they, they've just done an outstanding job and yeah i i knew that it was on tv back in the uh late 50s it's so hard to say that that far back <laughs> in the late 50s because you're uh, only you you were barely 20 at that time right yeah, barely twenty. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there we go with that. Oh, sorry, my <laughs> Accounting math. Accounting math again. <laughs> uh, my math. I might be off a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just just an outstanding honor mm-hmm. uh, for them. It, just, just incredible. And I never went and rode at Cowtown much. I only went a couple, three times, probably in my life. It uh, it was about seven hours from my house, and mm-hmm. you, it was Saturday night, and there was normally nothing else you could get to on a sunday ah, that, okay. uh, so it, it, it wasn't really worth going mm-hmm. that far mm-hmm. but uh you know raymond goes down quite often when he can okay, okay. And it's it's uh just an honor that uh well deserved you bet and for them them uh to get an honor like that in the east here is just 
Phenomenal. That Congratulations. Congratulations. Absolutely. Uh, and then another, I'm going to claim this in our neck of the woods. It was actually out of Michigan, uh, J Bar J Rodeo. And you've talked about J Bar J and getting on their Bronx in the past. Um, Night Jacket. And you've mentioned this horse. So Night Jacket is inducted in the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Now, let me just read something here real quick. Night Jacket competed at every Wrangler National Finals Rodeo as a bareback horse from 2000 to 2007. During that time, the horse helped six different cowboys reach the pay window in Las Vegas. But here's the thing that stood out for me, Sam. In 1970, um, they bought a mare that ended up being Night Jacket's grandmother. Okay, so we talk about born yeah. to buck and all that, the genetics of it. And and here's something that, that stood out. He, he was great in his own right, but if we look at his progeny, he's produced four world champion bucking horses. They said Dirty Jacket won it twice. Big Tex induces Knight, won it once apiece. Plus, he had 60 of his genetic offspring at the NFR where they won over $2 million on them alone said this is a once in a lifetime line of genetics in the sport of rodeo long way sam from um and and the mayor was picked up because he had a riding stable and he kept throwing everybody off that was how it used to be right that's how we found bucking horses or you found bucking horses now we're well advanced of that you know and that mayor's name was nightmare mm -hmm. she was and I probably had seen her buck in my early days, but wouldn't have known, you know, like okay. when I was 14, 15 years old, something like that. Okay. Uh, they came to Rochester, and um, I got on my first bronc at a rodeo there. Okay. But um, it is phenomenal, mm -hmm. phenomenal, that what that mare has done. Mm -hmm. And, yes, you say – that's where you used to get them. And I would, because of stories like this, I went and they called me up, this horse is bucking. I'd go buy it, pay more than the horse is worth, thinking, okay, maybe, you know. And after a while, none of them working, none of them working. It mm -hmm. was like, this is crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And every once in a while, you get um, the Lytics had a horse uh, called Cotton Eye Joe. They, but that way it was a very good horse. Um, I I actually did end up with two very good horses from the same man, Dave Wheeler. Uh, mm -hmm. One was Pistol and the other mm -hmm. was Rambo. Yo, wow, yeah, yeah. Outstanding bucking horses, just yep. outstanding. Yeah. But ninety percent of those horses that were bucking other people off did not work. Mm -hmm. the, but the breeding program, I'm not going to say, probably 30 for 40% of those work. So it, it, it is having improved immensely. You bet. But what they have done with Nightmare and their breeding and, uh, is, is just phenomenal. When if, if you really look at it, like you said, what, 40 or 60 of his offspring were at the NFR? Abs 60, yes. Yes. Six, 60. And not only were 60 of them there. Yeah. Um, they, 
the TV round, the tenth round, which they okay. try to put in the yep. very best bucking horse. Maybe not the rankest, but yeah. the very best bucking horses in the world. Yeah. One year were eleven out of the fifteen were his offspring. Really? Wow. Did not know so, that. Uh, wow. And Jim and Maggie uh, just worked so hard at it. You know, I I've got on some of his offspring. Yeah. And uh, oh, you it, did. Okay, I was going to ask. Offspring. I'm, I'm sorry, not his. nightmares. Yes, nightmares. Okay, offspring. Yeah. Okay, you have um, been on. I was going to ask that. Do you? What do you yeah. remember about those Bronx? Um. Well, one of them bucked me off a couple times, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, some I rode, that, but they weren't really, they were starting the line really strong when I finished. Uh-huh. You know, um, I think I did see Night Jacket go as a bareback horse, uh, and I stood there with my mouth wide open. Okay, Most of them. That line was in the bareback ride, not in the brown ride. Oh, I was, I was going to ask that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So not the, not great big horses then. No, they were they were big. Jim. Were they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. when you went to his rodeos, it was going to be big. <laughs> okay. There was very very few little horses, but I think probably she was so good in the bareback riding. Yeah. That. Why change it when they're that good? Well, and, and I was going to ask that. As a stock contractor, having been around, having competed and everything, how did you, and I know you had horses that you would move from the barebacks to the saddle bronx and, and the other direction, what what were you looking for that you said, oh, this is a bareback horse or this is a saddle bronc horse? Well, um, most of it was genetics. It was, know, okay. It, Okay. Yeah. If their parents bucked in the saddle bronc ride, you might use them in the saddle bronc ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't always work out, but most of it was that way. Or if uh, one of the bareback horses was really good at the start and then started covering a little bit of ground, yeah. you'd switch it to the bronc ride and pulling on it might slow it up and I help see. it buck better. I see. Um, okay. But trial and error was the biggest part of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. if. Uh, I had a little horse that I purchased, and we took, well, we probably took 20 head up and were practicing in the winter at uh, my nephew's, had a little indoor, and Raymond was getting on, and Mm -hmm. we were done. You know, we Mm -hmm. bucked everything, but I had a couple of bareback horses left there, and Mm -hmm. he said, can I get on that one in the Bronco? And I said, no, look at the size of her. She's only 900 or 1,000 pounds. No. And, uh. He kind of grumbled around there a little bit. I said, well, what the heck? Let's do it. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. here in the middle of nowhere. And she was just a nice bareback horse. Just okay. nice. Wasn't, okay. wasn't outstanding. Wasn't anything. Just yeah. just a nice ice school type mm-hmm. horse. Mm-hmm. Well, he got on her in a bronc ride, and this girl did bark. Oh, wow. She barked and really outstanding. Circled around to the left and... Uh, ended up going to the IFR several oh, wow. times, oh, wow. being bucking horse of the circuit, bucking horse of the ARA, you know, yeah. just just really a good, just what you wanted to get on, okay. just right. Okay. And, and, uh, and two questions. Number one, what was the name of the horse? Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> now I've lost my mind. <laughs> And, and, and 
Just uh, no, Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom. I remember Stacy's mom. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd play the music. Stacy's mom. She's got it going yeah. on, right? Um, yeah. I remember when she broke Colton out. Colton named her, actually. What's that? <laughs> Colton named her. Colton named her. Okay. Stacy's yeah. mom. Yeah. And and what what was different? Um, was it because of the saddle? Was it because of the halter and lifting on the bronchrain? Was it because of the spurring motion? What what? changed and made her buck differently under a saddle i think it was probably the halter and somebody pulling on her head mm. uh, just slowed her up slowed enough her to up. let her okay to perform mm-hmm. the way we wanted her to yeah yeah and you said she only weighed 900 or a thousand pounds um uh, that's small for a bronc saddle bronc you like him a little more stout yeah and I say that small. She was, yes, very small for a, an average saddle bronc. Mm-hmm. But saying that, uh, one of the rankest horses I ever got out of my life was about a 900-pounder. Really? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. And before we move on, you mentioned uh, two horses that you got kind of the way they ended up with uh, a Nightmare, right? The the grandmother of Night Jacket. One was Pistol and one was, one was Rambo. I remember both of those bucking, of course. And didn't Rambo go on after his rodeo bucking career and become a pickup horse? No. No. Which one was that? That. that Rob Wright. Uh, that's Rob was my Rambo's half-brother. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. his Rambo was related to mine. Oh. but His never bucked? Yeah. No. Oh, good. Golly, I wish I wouldn't ask this question because that's what I had in my mind all the way through. I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you take a great bucking horse, turn him into uh, a pickup horse. But no, I'm that, sorry. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I didn't you might think have, so. You might take a horse that didn't buck and right. turn him into a pickup horse, right. but uh, right. not, a, not a great one. I, I yeah. didn't remember that. Now, Kathleen will probably listen and go, of course, Dad. You knew that was his brother. <laughs> I know she's going to say that. So I may edit this whole section out, Sam. I'm, I'm sorry for that question. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I, I kind of think it's neat. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Luke Branquino uh, qualified for the NFR 14 times, won the average three times, uh, has a record for most round NFR round wins by a steer wrestler at 25. Um, and and we saw him, You, if you watch the PBR event uh, in Nashville this last weekend, he was behind the shoots doing interviews and that sort of thing. So great to have him inducted in the Hall of Fame. Did you know of him or uh, ever spoken with Luke? Um, I have. Okay. Uh, didn't know him very well, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, he actually came to Painted Pony and did a steer wrestling school. Oh. I took some steers up to and took Colton up to. Oh, okay. So we okay. got to meet him and talk up there. And, uh, yeah, uh, very, very knowledgeable. And yeah. really surprised me when I seen him behind the buck and yeah. shoots at the PBR. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, there again, you're so used to uh, bull riders there, but he mm-hmm. does a, an outstanding job and he does his homework. He's up on everybody that what they're doing and just mm-hmm. very knowledgeable and, mm-hmm. and, and brings a different um, aspect to it that uh, 
probably a bull rider wouldn't do, you know, right, right. because he's more of an outsider to the, yeah. not to the rodeo world, right, Lord, right. you can see he's done fantastic, but an outsider to the bull riding world, right. you know, of course he knows Sage Kenzie and the, and the guys that were in the PRCA and I mean, he was, but uh, all these other guys are new to him and he does his homework and does a great job. You bet. You bet. No, I'm excited to see him uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame. And then another one. Now, this this is the Wright family, right? Cody Wright, two-time PRC World Championship uh, champion cowboy, should say, won in 2008, 2010. Um, he and his brothers, Jesse and Spencer, also are PRCA World Champions. And his sons, Ryder and Stetson, of course, you know of these guys, 2017, 2020, Ryder won the PRCA uh, uh, as a world champion in the Saddle Bronc. And Stetson, his son, he's won a total of seven world championships, four in the all-around, two in the bull riding, and one in the Saddle Bronc riding. And his youngest son, Statler, is in his second year of competition and is already making a name for himself. What do you know about the Wright family other than it's a great big a great big family making a big splash in the sport of professional rodeo? Well, um, Stan, we're talking about this and you're reading that off and what they've done. I guess Cody would be the night jacket of uh, Cowboys. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, and they, you, yeah, you think about that, Sam. What are the odds, right? Over the years, we've seen brothers, of course, competing at a high level. You and your brother, Mike, um, you know, the Garrett brothers and that sort of thing and the bareback riding. But the odds are pretty slim that you would have this many coming out of a family. Now, a few years ago, you told me, and let me make sure I got this right, that they start bronc riding a little bit different than they do, than we might have done over the years, right? They start them on calves or steers steers on steers, steers. okay um, i i'm and i'm not sure about the rights if they do okay that. okay um and they probably do but it was the Etbauer. oh okay that, okay that did that which were three brothers that rode mm -hmm. incredibly well yep um incredible yep but uh yeah whatever they do they're doing it right and i think you know going back the huge success in this family mm -hmm. um it's the desire yeah and they're yeah. around it they're living yeah. it they're out there in the middle of nowhere working their ranch and doing that and also thinking about his rodeo yeah yeah you know, what can i do to make it better and they're riding horses all the time and working cattle and the the desire to travel the way they do is uh incredible and they got cody's got his youngest brother um Stu, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. He is just coming back. He he went over and uh, it tells you something about the family. But uh -huh. he got hurt pretty bad, I guess they said, and then went over and was a missionary for a couple of years. Okay, and uh, okay. Now let's come back and is riding very well. Rides with a real long rein. I I don't understand that too much, but mm. uh, it. it the style has changed since I rode. It was always kind of try to stay down under your rein and look under your rein and see your feet. And, mm -hmm. um, now it's 
you know, poke your belly out there and just lay back and see how high you can get in the neck. It was okay. more try to get your spurs in them and stay on the horse. Okay. But uh, the okay. style has changed. The saddles have changed. Uh, it's like anything over the years, uh, things change. Yeah. And, but, and uh, what a family, what a family. And wasn't Stetson competing at the same time Dalen and Colton were out in high school rodeo? Weren't they, they overlapped, didn't they? Yes. Uh, I think probably the same years that okay. uh, Dalen won the bareback riding, Stetson probably won the bronc riding okay. and then the bull riding. I remember I, cause I didn't go to mm-hmm. the high school finals, but once cause confliction you with, rodeos. Well, with other but rodeos, but i did yeah. go to the junior high finals in des moines iowa okay and uh, stetson was there and he was gritty and tough then and just has improved on it as it went you bet and they they rode ifyr the international finals rodeo youth rodeo as well right yes okay yep okay and stetson i think won the all around there a couple times and dalen he never did very well there. Uh, the, the year he won the high school finals, he went there and bucked off two horses in the bareback ride mm-hmm. before he went out there. But that's when they found out his rigging was broke. Yeah, uh, just just moved enough that it wouldn't hold his hand. So, okay. Okay. Um, I remember that story. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on, Doyle Gellerman uh, qualified. He was inducted in the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Uh, inducted, uh, qualified for. Uh, the National Finals Rodeo 25 times, the fifth most by any team roper in PRSA history. Twelve of those selections came with Gellerman and Woodward. That was the team, right? Um, so Doyle Gellerman has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Team ropers. Yeah. Um, Doyle, I, I got to know Doyle. I actually went to one of his team roping schools. Oh, wow. And Walt Woodard put on uh in Connecticut with Ginger Karata. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, went up there and uh, got to meet him and uh, learned some stuff from him. It was an outstanding school, and Doyle was a good teacher, but Walt Woodard was a good speaker. Okay, he okay. Was incredible with what he could talk and get across to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. When, when you listen to him, you just wanted to go do whatever it was to the okay. best of your ability. Okay, very really, nice. Really was an outstanding. But, uh, and Doyle's wife looked me up. I was at a rodeo, and she uh, came over and introduced herself and he said, Doyle wanted, wanted me to tell you hello and mm. see if you're doing good and mm. all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I thought, wow, that, that's pretty neat. That, yeah. Uh, he would have his wife come say hello. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Connections in rodeo, right? Relationships, all those memories. That's that's what we've talked about so much. Um, yeah, that's absolutely perfect. Um, and then Butch Knowles. Now, Butch Knowles, and, and, and I do remember this. I didn't know it went back this far, but Butch Knowles has been in the broadcast booth for every NFR dating back to 1988. 
Uh, he qualified for the saddle bronc riding in the, to, to the NFR in 81, 83, 86, uh, and 87. He also won the NFR average in 1987. And now we see him on TV, not only on the NFR, but we saw him. He, he commentated uh, on Calgary, Sam. And I believe he was there for Cheyenne, if I'm not mistaken. Had you met Butch or do you know anything about him? Yeah, I've met Butch a few times, not a lot. Uh, being from the West Coast and me being from the East, uh, we did ride some of the same times, but uh, not uh, didn't didn't meet up a lot. Remember in Pocatello, Idaho, at the Dodge mm-hmm. National Circuit Finals, mm-hmm. he came up to me and I made the top eight round, and he said, mm-hmm. "There's they were supposed to have." Uh, just the good horses and then put the rank ones in the top four. Mm-hmm. But he said, we don't have enough eight, just good ones. We're going to have to switch it around. And I said, well, whatever you got to do, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just want to get on a horse, you know, right, I was right, young and right. just craving it, you right. know, and just right. craving it. I, right. I didn't care what they did, just run one under there. Right. So, right. <laughs> but uh, very nice and personal man, you know, never had long conversations, but, uh, mm-hmm. Just, just, a, just a good guy, as far as I know. Okay, excellent. And then Tom Feller um, was inducted, and he was the he was chosen as the barrel man at the national finals rodeo in 1981. Chosen as the PRSA clown of the year in '81 and '87. Did some bullfighting with his brother Jim Bob Feller. Uh, they say he also wrote a column for Pro Radio Sports News back in the day and um, chairman of the board of the directors, I should say, uh, chairman of the PRCA board of directors. Um, so not only was involved in the entertaining side of it, but got really involved in the governing of the PRCA. They say he was a great supporter of uh, pro radio programs such as this Justin Sports Medicine team, the Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund, um, and so forth. So Tom Feller, um, and maybe you know of him, you've heard of him or, or anything, Sam? I've heard of him, mm-hmm. uh, and I really don't know him. He is uh, on the board of directors. Mm-hmm. He was and chairman he, of the PRCA board of directors. Yeah, sounds like he really into the Justin sports, and yeah, that yeah. that's just a great thing to be involved with. You bet. We've all benefited. Um, the PBR is benefiting from that right now, right? All these professional yeah, athletes. Exactly. You bet. All right, and then uh, St. Paul Rodeo, of course, we're talking about St. Paul, Oregon, um, was inducted into the Pro Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame also, and it says, there's an interesting quote here, Sam, I don't know if you've ever been up in that neck of the woods, but they said uh, the vice president of the St. Paul Rodeo Committee says, we have 11 members on our board right now, and six out of the 11 are grandsons or great-grandsons of our rodeo founders from 1936. Do you know anything of the St. Paul Rodeo? Not really. Uh, Never been there. Mm -hmm. Um, Been up in that part of the country a little bit, but that's always over the 4th of July weekend, and there's always lots to go to with without going that far west. But uh, I know Dalen's been there. Okay. And yeah. it, uh, 
I think Colton went there this year also, but oh, I'm wow. not positive. Okay. But uh, just an outstanding rodeo. Just yep. outstanding. Yeah. And I love to see these rodeos. You know, when you think of the Hall of Fame, of course, you not only have the Cowboys and the Cowgirls, but to have a rodeo, you know, get, get inducted, to have a gov- somebody from the governing body or it's been interested or involved. Um, and Faye Ann Horton Leach was one of those. So been involved, meaning help create. She was one of the founding members of the Girls Rodeo Association, which started in 1948 and ultimately went on. Uh, all the cowgirls that are competing in the barrel race and the and the and the breakaway roping right now, all are members of the Women's Professional Rodeo Association. So what they started in 1948 moved to the WPRA as we know it today, and she's inducted into this year's Hall of Fame class in Colorado Springs. So Faye Ann Horton Leach is her name. And then finally, Sherry Combs Johnson, a barrel racer, uh, says that she's inducted into the Hall of Fame along with her world champion horse star Plaudit, known as Red, who was inducted in 2017, and her sister Florence Yori, who was inducted as, as a notable in the 2019 class of the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Uh, listening to uh, Sherry Combs Johnson's story, it, it's pretty incredible. She, she did amazing things in her time. Well, that wraps up all the those that were inducted into this year's Hall of Fame, Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Congratulations to them. Um, huge accomplishments and great to see them honored in the sport of rodeo. So, speaking yes. of Hall of Fame and where we're headed, how is Dalen? Uh, Dalen is a little sore. And uh, I don't think he's riding this weekend. And then the next weekend they have off. Okay. So I think this is really, it'll be like three weeks without riding for him. And that's a good stretch. I think it, uh, he needs the rest and let everything heal up. And I think he's heading to North Carolina to work out with, uh, the trainers, uh, Austin Dillon mm-hmm. works with, mm-hmm. and I think he's heading that way. Okay. Okay. Get him up, get him rested, get him healthy, get him, get him, help him get his strength back. Um, and then a question I have, he is right now leading the King of the North standings. Uh, he's 120 points over second place, who is, which is Alan D'Souza. And then everybody else is a number of points behind them. So he's currently sitting number one. There's two rodeos, and I'm assuming this is this is updated after the Redmond, Oregon uh, PBR, which was last weekend. Uh, there's two bull ridings left, Eureka, Montana, and Dickinson, North Dakota, that are coming up over this next two weeks. And then the finals are September 22nd to the 23rd, which happens to be exactly when the Carolina Cowboys have their home home games uh, in, in the Carolinas. So will he be able to go ride in this finals, Sam? Will he be able, is there a way that he could logistically get this done? I don't know. When I asked him about it, he... He said it didn't look good. Mm-hmm. He thought he would have to see, and it was at their home event. Mm-hmm. He would have to stay and ride there. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, 
that's that's what they're doing. We've always had to pick and choose where Dalen would go because mm-hmm. the opportunities were immense, immense mm-hmm. out there for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's part of life. I, yeah. I think when I talked to him, he said he thought they were going to make him stay mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. not go to the King of the North finals. Yeah. Now, that being said, yeah. can you still win it without yeah. going? And, and do you know points? And I, I should have done some research here. I don't know how many points. Uh, the, the Eureka Montana is only one, one day. Okay, one day of competition. Dickinson, North Carolina is two days. And then, of course, you've got, what is it, two rounds, maybe a short round at the finals itself. So there are three events left. He's got a 120-point lead over Alan D'Souza, who is riding for the teams. Let's assume he can't get released. And Cade Madsen, who is also riding. Um, in fourth uh, for teams, fourth place is Keyshawn Whitehorse, and he is thirteen hundred points behind. That's why I'm asking: Is it possible that he could he could not go to the finals and still win? Now, I don't I don't know the rule if he has to be there or not. All it says here is that they take the aggregate through the twelve events, which includes. The, the showdown finals in Minot, North, uh, North Dakota, okay? Or Minot, however. You, you always have to correct me on that. Minot. Minot. That's how they but it, yeah. but it doesn't say you got to be present to win. And just a reminder to everybody, this pays $100,000 to win the series. Uh, rider finishing in second place will receive 25000 uh, dollars and third place will receive a CF moto side by side. So, um, that, that is the question. If Alan D'Souza and Cade Matson aren't allowed to go, he's got 1300 points over fourth place. Uh, and then everybody else is at least 1300 points, if not 1700 points behind. Yeah. And I don't know. I, it, it's kind of, uh, uh, burgers own chad burgers own yeah yeah events and what they put together so they could make the rules yeah to yeah, win that yeah. hundred thousand yeah for so sure. it, it i don't know what they set up or even if they would change it and say no you have to be at the finals to win it yeah and yeah. if that's their thing they're trying to promote it that's what they want yeah. And will these other teams make these guys stay? Mm-hmm. Being at Stalin's home mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. is why they're making them stay. And they let him go last year and he won the 100,000. Right. So this year, he said he didn't think they were going to let him go. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he, he's one of the backbones of that organization. At first, when I looked at their list, I thought, wow, they they'll let him go because mm-hmm. they really don't need him that bad. They're mm-hmm. so stacked, mm-hmm. but uh, injuries and everything and their home event, they want to push all the stars. And yeah, yeah oh, can, absolutely. Not, not letting them go. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, this last weekend we were down, we watched three performances in Nashville. Um, and I will tell you the home team has a home crowd in Nashville. 
Okay. I mean, to the point when they're introducing the other teams, you will hear people boo. Okay. Um, and of course they're the, they're last year's champion, right? Nashville won it. Uh, but I gotta say just a neat show. I really enjoyed the show. I would say it's a better show this year, Sam, than it was last year. Okay. It just seemed tighter. It just seemed to flow better. I'm not saying they rode more bulls, but it just seemed to come together a little bit better and just a little bit tighter. Well, you know, being the first year of the team competition, and the mm-hmm. PBR is never one to sit on what is successful. Mm-hmm. They want to be more successful. And they will change things up a little bit and try to make it better mm-hmm. uh, and any chance they get. And that's what winners do. You bet. So, you bet. Uh, and, and every team event I have been to, mm-hmm. the, the hometown crowd just gets into it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's like yeah. you're at uh, uh, Final Four, uh, yeah. and that's not probably a fair comparison. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. pe- people pick their teams. Now they got something to cheer for. You know, ninety nine percent or ninety nine point nine percent of the people sitting in the crowds don't have a connection to anything. Right. Right. Now they got a connection. You bet. You know, fifty percent, eighty percent of these people got a connection to their hometown team. Yep, yep. And it gives them something to cheer for. You and bet. It's just, uh, it's just phenomenal to see the way they react. Yep. When, especially when there's drama, like uh, I think it was last year at Nashville. Mm-hmm. They, they, it was Nashville and the Cowboys, and Dalen rode his last bull, and. Uh, he had to ride to beat Nashville, yep. but his score was not enough. It okay. was like two points okay. too low. Okay. And the crowd went nuts. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yep. it, uh, it was good. Good. And and good crowd size. I will tell you, good crowd size. Of course, it was Friday night, right? And that was a nice crowd there. Uh, Saturday night, really, really rocking. Okay, really, really rocking. And then, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday and just great crowds all the way through. Um, and I am just going to tell you, I'm a fan of the teams. I I went in, you know, kind of a naysayer going, how's this going to work? How does this make sense? Bull riding is an individual event. But man, it's just a way to organize uh, the whole event in a way that you're super focused on the teams, you know, um, following the Carolina Cowboys. It's not enough to go watch and cheer on Dalen. We always do that. But who else on the team is going to ride? Right. Who else are we going to cheer on? So, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. Everyone. Absolutely. Everyone else on the team. We're yeah. cheering on. You, you know, now you got five guys. Yeah. And um, back when I was putting on rodeos and we we're doing uh, rodeo in uh, – Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and Indi- Indiana, Pennsylvania is mm. a weekly event. Yeah. And as it went on, and I never did this, but I wish in hindsight I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to set teams up when people, you know, mm-hmm. say you had four people on a team or you split half the breakaway ropers and half the bronc riders and mm-hmm. you gave a different color bandana to the people coming into the crowd and 
say if a guy and a girlfriend would come in, you'd yeah. give them separate bandanas so they would kind of razz each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would have, I would have loved to set that up. It would have been fairly simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To do. Yeah. And it, uh, it would have brought some more excitement yeah. to it. And that's what they're doing with this team thing. You know, yeah. everybody loves their hometown mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're, it just adds something more to it. And just like if I go to dinner and somebody, ah, oh, we watched Dale in the other yeah. night, you know, yeah. it's so yeah. fun to watch somebody that you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. to watch it and not knowing somebody it, it's good, but yeah. it's not great. Now yeah. this team thinks it's great. I think it's got a great, well, it, absolutely, and you're feeling more connected. You know, um, I remember when we talked about it on the show when we went to Vegas and we and we were able to gamble, right? We were able to bet on the field or or the top ten or whatever, and it just connected you in a bit of a different way. Yeah, so for people you didn't want, didn't yeah care about before, but when you looked at it on paper and and look at how good we did. Yeah, you know, might yeah. be the only time we really won money back. In Absolutely. <laughs> oh, for sure. And we're never going to repeat that, Sam. If they came up and said, do it again, we never could. Although we got Mark Richmond on our side. I don't know. I may take that back. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd call, I'd call Mark in the morning and yep. get the matchups and uh, everything. And uh, then I'd take it, and, you know, in consideration. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, like. The the good thing is I knew a lot of the bull. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. kind of, I, I, the first year that Dale went, he had safety meeting one time. Okay. I went and plumped down a lot of money on that. And I didn't, didn't even know how to do it and didn't even know what was going on. But my niece came up, Mike's daughter, Sarah. Yeah. And uh, I was doing something with, Dalen and the guys or something like I said, here's a hundred dollars, go put it on Dalen. Yeah. What bully's got. Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah. Bull, he right at the whistle, he was gonna win it and jerked him down and oh, okay. gave him a concussion and oh, couldn't geez. get on his oh, next geez. one. <laughs> it was oh, like, okay. oh boy. Uh, cost him a rookie of the year. Maybe not cost him a rookie, it cost him a chance to win the rookie yeah, of the year. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. getting a concussion and they wouldn't let him on his next bowl. You bet. But anyway, yeah. It, it uh it brings something more to it. Just like you said, now you've got a person invested mm-hmm. in what's happened in the arena. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Instead of just the show. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of just the show, for sure. And speaking of the show, Brinson James was there, right? The rodeo entertainer. Now, he's the one you mm-hmm. have been speculating on all year will become the the entertainer of the PBR. Um I spoke with him so briefly. I mean, he was in the crowd. He was moving fast. Uh, had uh, he stopped and took a picture of us, and and he just he just uh, just does a great job entertaining. Um, uh, always on the move, always dancing. I don't know how he is in the condition he is in. I mean, up and down the the flights of bleachers, and man, balancing on handrails and just crazy stuff. Well, you have to remember, he's probably 22 to 24 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enough said. Okay. Got a little more, more go get him than what we got. Right, now. right, but, right. But uh, Brinson is very wise beyond his years, I think, yeah, for yeah, what he yeah. does. He, he kind of reads the crowd and how to, how to entertain the best he can and is very energetic and so talented, trick roping and 
just it just does a phenomenal job. Phenomenal, and, and it's so different from Flint. Uh, you know, Flint. Yeah, yeah. It's laid back and just talks to people and does yeah. things. Yeah. Branson is bouncing around like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what you would. Ton of energy, ton of energy. He's on the go. Yeah, just always moving and dancing and trick roping and yeah, yeah. And we'll take a picture with anybody. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. He took one with me, Sam. His father (laughs) taught him well. He certainly did. Hollywood Harris, right out of Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Worked with him, and just reminder our listeners, we worked with Hollywood, his father, uh, and and Brinson when we knew him as Boogerhead, right for years, for years in the rodeo arena. So yeah, great to see where he is, and um, really neat to see him and just making, you know, and and you're talking about the New York connection, right? He he did rodeos uh, all through New York all through all through pennsylvania and of course uh you took him north into the rawhide rodeo um uh, rodeos up there up into ontario and quebec um and so we are connected to brinson james yeah um brinson down here was always hollywood and brinson we had them both and i like that better than either one separately Mm -hmm. you know they they did add to each other yep yeah, and uh, but once he went up to Rawhide, Canada, mm-hmm. he w- he was alone, and uh, it that's where his career really started taking off. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. he just a phenomenal young man that uh, really started. I I don't know if he started here, but I believe he started right here, and. Uh, it's going on to do great things. Great things. Absolutely great things. Um, another thing that stood out for me, just as we watched all three rounds, Arizona comes in 0-7 and seven on the record, beats the undefeated team, Aust- the Austin Gamblers, 7-0 and o was their rec- record coming in, and they get beat by Arizona Ridge Riders uh, with an 0-7 record. That stood out for me. Now, also, what stood out for me, Jose Vitor, Lemmy bucked off three bulls uh, in Nashville. Um, what What are you thinking, Sam? Um, well, uh, on the first thing with the teams, the teams are so so closely matched. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really look down the rosters, anybody could be anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something goes in their favor, and they win. Uh, Oklahoma City, they're the perfect example. Uh, they've won by one ride so many times. They're right up in the thick of things because of one ride. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's been, it's their turn. Yeah. Um, it it does not surprise me if any one team beats another one okay. at any okay. given day. Okay. Uh, okay. Not not at all. Okay. And, Jose bucking off three bulls. Yeah, that surprises me. And that's why you said it, because mm-hmm. it surprised everybody there. Mm-hmm. But uh, he is human, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think he is such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. When he does buck off, mm-hmm. it, it bothers him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it should. Right. You know, right. he didn't, didn't do his job. Right. It bothers him. And usually he just bounces right back, but mm-hmm. it uh, 
it just wasn't his turn, and I'm sure it will be. He, he is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's just something you're not used to seeing, especially right. when you match them up to the animals. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, he'll, you don't count him out, right? And, and he's not, you haven't heard he's injured or anything. No. Okay. No. Okay. And he looked healthy to me. Okay. You know, okay. he looks healthy. Okay. And then let's shift to the Carolina Cowboys. Uh, they were ranked number two after the first event, right? Cheyenne. Uh, and they now have moved to a tie for fourth and fifth after Nashville. Five and five uh, is their record. And what stood out for me is, uh, of course, injuries, right? You got Sage out right now with a broken collarbone. And he was the number one draft pick this this PBR draft. Josh Frost, um, he got hit on Friday night. I mean, hit. Um, I would say concussed. And he sat out Saturday night but came back on Sunday. Uh, and he was your number two draft pick uh, in the PBR finals. And then, of course, we know that Daly wasn't there last week. Sounds like he's not going to be there uh, this week. So... Here's my question, Sam, and I'm going to put you on the spot. And I talked about this in the opening. Um, one more thing, Doug. Okay, go ahead. Know. Go ahead. Trey Kenzie wasn't there this weekend. Sage's he brother. He, and he is. Right. Yeah. He is. He unprotected. He's unreserved. Right. Reserved roster. I don't know. I'll have I to look that up. Reserved. Okay. And is riding very well, but he was probably went to rodeos thinking he wasn't. You know, Josh is back. I see. I see. I don't know the story, but that boy is riding the best he's ever rode in his life. Okay. So now go on with your thing. I'm just letting you know one more. There's four outstanding riders that weren't there. You bet. You bet. Um, Trey Kim- Kimsey, I'm looking it up right now. He is a reserve rider. Okay. okay. Uh, so yeah, he's off. He's off doing other things, thinking they got it covered, right? Um, right. So here's here's the question, and and I put you on the spot during the PBR finals. Okay, uh, we had a number of cowboys that had bucked down: Dalton Castle, Cooper Davis, Jose Vitor Lemmy, and I said, okay, you get to go in the into the locker room, and you get to give them the pep talk before the 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 show what do you say i'm gonna it's the same thing although i want you to back up and maybe it's you and the gm having some conversation so how do you manage and it's all changing it's all changing i want to know your team coaching philosophy how do you keep the team members healthy and how do you still keep them in the running for the MVP? Don't remember that. That pays $10,000 in a van, hundred grand at the end of the year. How do you keep them in the money on their riding? But how do you keep them healthy? So as you head in, we've got a bunch more events that are coming up. Uh, we'll cover that in just a little bit. What's your team coaching philosophy? What do you do? Okay. Well, I feel like I'm on the presidential debate stage. Well, you are. Night. You are. But I'm not going to interrupt, <laughs> but, okay? I'm going to let you okay. talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what I think, I think resting them is important, and you have to have depth enough to do that. But if you are in the top five, probably, mm-hmm. of the MVP for the 100,000, mm-hmm. I would probably say, it's up to you 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you tell me if you're hurting at all, if, mm-hmm. you know, not if you're sore, because mm-hmm. you're going to ride sore and everybody's done it. Mm-hmm. If you're hurting, let me know. Mm-hmm. We can now pick our animals for you. Mm-hmm. Now, out of those five bulls, we can give it, and they're all ranked. Don't get me wrong. Right. Some will right. be better than others. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to help you win that 100000 But you have to be honest with me mm-hmm. and tell me if you're hurting, mm-hmm. where you're hurting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sitting out, even one night could make a big difference mm-hmm. for the outcome. Okay. Uh, so, and, and how do you balance that, Sam? Every time I ride, probably in my contract, I make some money. If I ride and I place, if you will, I'm going to make some money. I know I'm on a salary, right? Several of these, several of these riders, they're on a salary, on a team salary. How do I? How do you balance that, Sam? I make a living riding bulls. I need to get as many ounces as I can. I get your point about being healthy. But come on, there's big money out here for me to win. Well, you're a team player now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're a team player. We own you. Yeah. We're going to do the best. I want your opinion. Yeah. But we're going to do what's best for the team. There you go. And if that's to make you sit down this week or this week or yep. this day, yep. we'll do it. And, and it's it's individually, it's going to be different for mm-hmm. every person because yeah. – you know, if you get uh, the Josh Frost, which is tough, tough guy that can withstand a lot of pain, mm-hmm. you know, and it isn't going to make a big difference to him one way or another, he'll be just as good on the next one as he was on this one. Right. You know, right. You, you, you do it, you know, you, you put him on. Mm-hmm. And if you get somebody, that uh, doesn't take it as well, and you see him holding his arm or shoulder or something when they're getting off, or got bucked off and they're holding their shoulder. Well, you're going to sit him down and talk to him and say, "Look, mm-hmm. it's not helping you. Mm-hmm. You're not helping us. Mm-hmm. So you you need to stay on the bench for yeah a week or two till you're right, and you then bet. you can help us because." You're not going to help us if if you're not healthy. And I think probably towards the end, uh, I know there's a couple weeks off before the finals, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if if guys are good and healthy and they're not in the MVP race and they're they're or or they're sore, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not not good and healthy. If they're sore at all and beat up, I, I bet towards the end of the team thing you see them set some of these guys, they're they're good guys down. Mm-hmm make sure they're ready for the finals because that's when all the, the that's when they're needed you know you're right. all starting at zero yep and and, and uh, why not give give your reserve riders and you know there's there's five of them on the carolina cowboys reserve riders have been you know have been contracted if you will or spoken for why not give them an opportunity right to benefit and this is going to segue into my next thing to bent them to benefit from the coaching them to benefit from getting on the bulls that fit them to get their confidence rolling. we're talking about the reserve riders. Yeah. And the reserve riders, they kind of get stuck with most bulls that you don't want. You're going yep. to match them up as good as you can. Yep. But, uh, yep. It, you won't know what they are until you use them. You, bet. you know, you bet. Um, you know, they got talent and you know, they can ride, but, until they're thrown in the fire, you don't know how good they are. Some people will 
really shine mm-hmm. and others will go the other way because they can't handle it but uh that's the only way to know you know you put your backup quarterback in when you won the game or you lost the game to see what he is you bet and uh, you bet that, that's, yeah that's a great analogy you know look at um um tom brady he came in to replace an injured quarterback look what he went on to do you know so I'm a New York Giants fan, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. not a diehard, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. this back they were watching. Uh, Green Bay was playing New York, and New York was beating them pretty good, and yeah. then they hurt uh, Favre. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. had to go out. Yeah, and I thought, oh, this yeah. is over now. Yeah. You yeah. know, Monday night I'm sitting there. This is over now, <laughs> and who comes in? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Just destroyed him in his yep. first game. It was and like, holy shit, and what is going something. on? You bet. Um, you bet. Just, you don't know unless you try. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What's that song? Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Uh, what a great <laughs> segue. Cause, uh, and we've talked about this young man. He has benefited more than anyone I know uh, from the team setup. And that, of course, is Marcus Mass, Kansas City Outlaws. Uh, we watched him go two for three, Sam, in Nashville. He won the MVP in Kansas City. Um, he is riding so confident and looks so strong on these bulls. And you only got to go back two months ago, and he had that terrible bull riding wreck, you know, where where there was some pretty serious stuff going on. But, man, what another year. He was kind of a breakout last year, but he's kicking it up and on on the protected roster for the Kansas City Outlaws, and they call him the captain of the organization. What a cool guy. Well, congratulations, Marcus. Yeah, about he's been around a long time. He's yep. come back here to a lot of our events, and he's been around a long time and a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to him. And you know, here's the difference in the team concept. Yep. Yep. And I don't know if Marcus, knowing his background, has ever been on any kind of team in his life. Probably not. Right. Right. But it, it is uh, it is incredible when you put good people together and they push each other where you'll get and i've always said that with the young wrestlers and everybody it's amazing where they will go if you give them the opportunity to to get better they'll push themselves they'll push each other Mm -hmm. and that that's what he has done or they have done for him you You bet he he isn't any different Right. It's just he's tried this much more you bet. to get where he wants to be because other people are counting on him. You bet. And and for That's our really listeners, good. Sam, we've got a podcast that we recorded with him back in June. Uh, Marcus Mass, you got to go listen to it. He does. A, he's got a great, great story of growing up and finding his way into bull riding. And like you say, Sam, we've seen him at some small, small rodeos, small bull ridings around the country. So he's paid his dues, right? He's paid his dues. And uh, as you said, I think the team thing, he just plugs in and goes. Yeah. Uh, And then another young man that really stood out for me, Cassio Diaz. And I got to admit, he went three for three right in nashville he wins the nashville mvp but you know what caught my attention about this bull rider other than the fact that he's just real sticky you know what caught my attention his dance oh my gosh he has got the best dance 
I know some of them well, will do a black fl- backflip off the, the, the cage and all that sort of thing. But he gets up there. He has got to dance. And it's great. So on the Facebook page, we put up a video. <laughs> and the only reason I recorded my swear was I was hoping he'd ride so I could catch his dance, dance on video. But here's another young man. He, they just brought him up two events ago. Uh, and he's making a splash, and he's he's number two right now in the uh, MVP points race, and he's only what eighty two points or something like that right now behind Jose Vitor Lemmy. So he was down in Brazil, and I believe they signed him. You may know a little bit about this, Cassio Diaz. I don't know a lot. Okay. Uh, I do know they brought him up from Brazil, and uh, when they went. There's a lot of teams that went down there and started plucking out some of these guys that were doing very well down there and mm. bringing them up here and seeing what they're doing. Uh, one thing I do have to correct you on, Doug, mm. he was four for four. Four for four. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's he, right, because the bonus round, the extra outs. Yeah. You are right. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. He, he was four for four, made four outstanding rides. And when, when you see that dance, and I was never that person. I was not my brother that danced and yeah. carried on. No no but Yankee. What was it? The Yankee uh, what was shuffle. It? Yep. Yankee shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had no Yankee shuffle. Okay. I wanted, when I got off and did good, I just wanted to tip my hat and say, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. No, you didn't. You right, wanted right, them to right. think that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, four for four. But, You're right. Wow. Four for four. But his dance tells me he's enjoying what he's doing. <laughs> That's something. You know, yeah. he's enjoying it. And, and it's easy to enjoy when you're winning. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, for sure. And he's fresh, right? He's he's comes he's, up out of Brazil, so he hasn't been hadn't been pounding on on some of these team events. And they're putting him on the right livestock you and bet. he's riding them all. You bet. So uh it, it's it's really good for him. And We'll see what it's like in the next month because it'll take its toll on you. You bet. Oh, you uh, bet. You bet. And that's where uh, that, that's why I keep, I'm going to keep putting you on the spot. Okay. You're the coach. How do you balance all these things? Right. And keep them healthy. And I mean, if you had a team full of, of, of top healthy, high energized, super confident bull riders, you know, the Carolina Cowboys, right. Uh, you're just going to roll. You're just going to roll. So, uh, you know, yeah. In that scenario, if he was on my team. Yeah right now yeah and he's winning second in the mvp race Mm -hmm. and you're looking you're riding good you're not sore we want to keep you that way yep you would me personally yep i would say okay i'm gonna let you keep playing okay i'm gonna let you keep going to win that hundred thousand okay now we're gonna be smarter what we put you on yeah but anything can happen at any time but Right. Uh, I'm not going to try to hold back you from winning that 100000 Right. And as soon as there's something that shows me you can't get there or you're not competing the way you should, then we're going to talk again. And Because you're not going to win that 100000 if you're not healthy. Right. And that's the key. It, it, it all goes together. If you're not healthy, you're not going to win it, and you're not going to, Help the team. Right. But if you're staying good and you're on a roll, you're going to 
have a real shot at that MVP, I'm going to let you keep playing the game. Okay. Now I'm going to throw one more piece out to you. Um, let's say you're riding in a game after you just watched Jose Vitor Lemmy buck off. Okay. And I know uh-huh. now there is the possibility of in-game roster substitutions. That's a new rule change that the PBR came out with this year, right? So is it possible? You watch Jose Vitor, let me buck off. You say to this young man, save it for another day. I want you to rest up, okay? You, you, you haven't gained ground, nor have you lost ground, and we can substitute somebody into that position. And it kind of pairs with the one I always ask, Sam, if, you, if the team's already won, and your closer is going to go out and ride, you know, Derek Kobaba, let's say, uh, Mr. 90 points. He's going to go out. Do you start to consider to get into your philosophy? Do you say, you know what, let's go to a reserve rider that we have here. Derek, we need you to sit out and stay healthy. We've already won the game. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of variables in there. There are. Uh, the, the biggest one is the animal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you got one that's going to fit you to a T, mm-hmm. get on and go. Try okay. to get your MVP point. Okay. If you got uh, uh, Dennis the Menace. Yeah, yeah. Hell no. Point well I'm taken. not letting you no. get on him. For, right. If right. we've already won and there's nothing you're going to gain from it. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, a good point. It, it, yeah. It, it's going to be. 90% of it will be the animal. And, and we all know they're so unpredictable. Yep. But yep. Um, if the odds are in your favor to go out and ride them and and, and not get hurt, yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you get on. Because you can't – you want to help these guys. I mean, you're not going to protect them. It's, it's right. like right. motocross and all that. Yeah, it, you're going to get hurt somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to do the best you can. But – if you got one you're supposed to ride and get points on, I'll, I I wouldn't stop it. But okay. if if it's uh if it's really a rank hard to ride, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't fit hanging, yeah, l- yeah. L- yeah, let you drop underneath them where mm-hmm. you get stepped on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, hey Ralph, come up here. It's you your turn. It's your, your opportunity. Turn. Show Absolutely. me what you got. You bet. You bet. Okay. Well, I want to keep this thinking going, okay, as we go through and we keep reviewing. No, this is this is an interesting, I, and I think you're going to see it change. Um, you know, we've already seen uh, you score 62 points, and if that's enough points to win, we aren't going to have you have a re-ride. I mean, that is so different from what has happened in bull riding uh, forever, right? So it's changing. It's changing, and maybe, maybe some, maybe one of the coaches, one of the GMs, will be listening to us. And and I think you know, after your speech uh, during the PBR uh, finals, I think they did listen to the speech, and I think they did go on and and talk to. They might have played it in the locker room, for all I know, Sam. You know, because we saw a bit of a turnaround there. Yeah. So <laughs> there's one way to find out. What? One way to find out. Yeah. Get your money, people together, and we'll buy a team. Well, just buy a team. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I guarantee you our thinking will be works. different. <laughs> <laughs> when there's money on the table, it's like playing yeah. poker for matchsticks as opposed to dollars. The game changes. 
Yeah, well, I won't win no matter whether it's match sticks or money, but uh, money yeah. makes you do different things. It certainly <laughs> does. And I've said all along, I think Rochester needs a, a Rochester, New York needs a PBR team. I think they ought to look at yeah. expansion, you know, go to a ninth uh, team. Well, they are expansion, but uh, yeah. we're doing two new teams next year. Do you know what they are? Can you tell us? No. No. Um, you can't tell us know. or you don't know? I don't think anybody knows. Oh, yet. okay. 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 Uh, okay. So, all right. Well, I know sometimes you got to guard the information you have. I get that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so Nashville was this last weekend, guys. I would, I would so highly recommend if you have an opportunity to go out and see it live. It's so much different than than watching it on TV. Um, and it's coming up. Uh, Gambler Days, Austin, Texas, this next weekend. They have an off weekend. Then it goes to Oklahoma City. Uh, a following weekend, Ridgedale, Missouri, down in the Lake of the Ozarks area. Beautiful, brand new outdoor stadium that they built. Uh, then it goes to Glendale, Arizona, the end of the month. Fort Worth, Texas, Rattler Days, October 6th through the 8th. They get two weeks off, and then you need to have your team, uh, your tickets bought, I should say. Las Vegas, Nevada, Teams Championship, October 20 through the 22nd. Sam, are you going to, are you going to go out to Nashville? I'm sorry, Nevada, um, Las Vegas. Let me get it right. Are you going to go to Las Vegas to watch the team championship? Yes. You are. Good for you. Good, yeah. good, good. As long as riding, I'll be there. All right. Um, that's about all I have on PBR teams, unless you've got something else going on, um, something I have missed. No, you're pretty thorough today, well, Doug. I, I, I've got a lot of stuff on my list here to get through. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, we got the local crew, the Rawhide Rodeo crew. I'm talking about Raymond, Eli, Call, Renfola. Uh, what do you know? What have you heard? What's going on with our with our three saddle bronc riders? Well, Raymond, he uh, he came up yesterday and helped me in the hay, which oh, was nice. great. Nice, I needed it. Yeah, and uh, he he called me up oh, about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. he, he was pulling his horse and broke his saddle. Oh, he's in the at, at at the rodeo in the yeah. chute. At the rodeo in the shoot, and he called me up and says, "What do I do?" Now wait I said, a minute, you get on and you ride. So now wait a minute, <laughs> he's standing behind the buck and shoot, saying, "My my saddle's broke, and I'm going to call Sam." Is that how this went down? Must be nine one one exactly, or it whatever it is, the bat phone. Yep. And yep. <laughs> what what had broke? His saddle. Yeah. The, what the, what on the saddle had the, broke? The the tree. The oh, the tree itself the tree so what would that do what would that do well it would make the saddle move oh it broke all the way up through there yeah well right where the it cracked right over where it pulls down so about six inches behind the swells oh my goodness and pulled while he was or i'm sorry broke while he was pulling well yeah, he said I didn't know it till I checked this. Well, I I went to see how tight it was, and it moved. He said the swells were moving. Yeah, I said, well, I said you're gonna have to jump in and ride it. <laughs> and they uh, yeah, they they had. Uh, I said the old timers used to break them on purpose. Okay, okay, and that would take some of the power away. It was something would give. Okay, and uh, I said it. It ain't 
what you want to do, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. what you got to do today. Okay. And he had a horse that I used to own that I sold to Sean Graham. Okay. It was a very good horse. Yeah. Uh, was outstanding when I had him. Yeah. And uh, he he's kind of a horse now, but a good horse. Don't get me wrong. Really good horse. And uh, he bucked Raymond off like second junk. He said I didn't even get him started. Oh, wow. And uh, okay, I had a saddle here, a really nice saddle that uh, a friend of mine sent to me. I let him borrow one of my champion saddles I see. to ride I see. in a horse yeah. saddle, just yeah. to ride in. Yeah. And he said, I'm not riding anymore. He said, I, I got the saddle. It's just sitting here. Yeah. He said, I'm going to send it back with you. And if you yeah. need somebody, if somebody oh, wow. needs it, you know. Oh, wow. And, it, and the guy was a bigger taller guy like Raymond, okay. Mike Allison's his name, oh, okay. outstanding family guy, just a really okay. good guy. Okay. And uh, I said, Raymond, well, I said, this saddle here is nice. Come up and check it out. See okay. if you like it. Okay. Well, he he took it, and yeah. he's been to four rodeos oh, and wow. won four first. Oh, wow. 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 Great to wow. have the connections. Isn't this crazy? That is excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But he... he um, he decided not to ride. He didn't think having a split tree made sense like the old days. He said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, was I there think... a rule? If there was some advantage, was there a rule, PRCA rule or IPRA rule that says you can't ride with a broken, broken seat or something like that? No, not that I know of. Okay. There's lots of rules on the saddles, but yeah, uh, yeah. That, as far as I know, that wasn't one. <laughs> okay. But you got him in new equipment or good equipment and down the road he goes and he's won four firsts yeah. already. Very nice. Very but, nice. Yeah, and I gotta call Mike and let him know what yeah. he's doing with his saddle. And, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. And and it's a little different from the one he had before. Okay. Uh, but the same maker, just a different style. And I think it's gonna really help his riding. Good. Before he'd spur over the back of his seat and sit on okay. foot every now and then. Okay. And this is just set up a little different where oh, it doesn't nice. happen and I think it'll really help him. We've got to do a little more work. I actually brought it up yesterday, and we were going to work on it, and then I kept going, and I forgot by the time he left it okay. to say it must be he did too. But that's where okay. we're at there. Okay. What about Eli? What do you hear about Eli? I didn't hear anything uh, last week, the week before he called, yeah. and he did very well. Okay. Um, okay. Won all his bronc ridings, I think, in a second in the steer wrestling. So he was nice. so excited he won second in the steer wrestling. Nice. Now he's in the all-around points race, dude. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Good. And he's healthy and doing well? Yeah. Okay. I think he's very healthy and things are going very good for him. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And then and then your nephew, Carl Runfola. I've been watching him on Facebook. Man, he's making some nice, nice, nice rides. What do you hear? What are you seeing? He's riding really well. Um, he's finally turned the corner. You okay. know, okay. That, uh, you keep getting on them and getting slapped to the ground and mm -hmm. things aren't working, but now it, it's all coming together and it looks like he's riding real good. You bet. And he's been hanging around with Dale and all that, and I think that helps. Oh, for sure. Too. For sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and and speaking of hanging out with Dalen, I saw that uh, what was it on uh, Ride Pass? I believe Cowboy Cribs. Have you seen this, Sam? Oh, Went yes, down. I did. And what'd you think of that? That and and to our listeners on Ride Pass, 
Cowboy Cribs. I'll see if I can find a link for it, um, some information on it. But they, you got to see his house and his and his and his ranch and dogs and bulls and horses and what a, and his wrestling room, his wrestling room, Sam. Yeah, that intrigued you, didn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> that caught my attention. I'm like, what? That's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't there when they filmed this, and uh, he he told me they were going to do it, and I said, well, you know, everybody else's house you go to is like a mansion. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cooper Davis's and and all the uh, Savanos and mm-hmm. all them guys, their houses are just immaculate mm-hmm. and big fancy, and I said, you know. Your house is nice. It's you just a nice little oh, house, nice, nice little ranch house. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, you know, what What you're interested in is, is the land and the animals, and that's what you have to relay yep. on the TV. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the house is uh, convenient, but you don't need the mansion just yet. I don't know if you ever will. Right, He right. just likes the simple things, and that's good. Yeah. And... I, I thought it was done very well. Oh, my goodness. Know? Very, it, uh, very well. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. house, really. And I know they went through it right after they bought it, uh, yeah. but very, very well done. Big kitchen. Very, very well done. It, it uh, yeah, it, it's really, they made it look bigger than it is. It's just a nice little ranch house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they went through it and did a lot of work to it. It was, uh, it was just a normal the guy that owned the place when we went and first looked at this place mm-hmm. Dale and pulled it up online i said how come you know it was quite a bit cheaper than what we had been looking at mm-hmm. you know for mm-hmm. him to find a place mm-hmm. with, with you know with the amount of land you know there's over 100 acres of land there yeah so we go and look at it and we're walking around and i you know, the more I looked, I said, you know, there's nothing here mm-hmm. that uh, you don't want. Right. You know, usually right. you go look at a place, and, ah, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, I don't, yeah. you know, and it was like the garage. We looked at the garage and uh, said, man, there's your workout room right there. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right hooked to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, you go up to the barn and yeah, there's your big hay barn. There's your. Freestyle barn, which he, he hasn't got that set up for anything much yet, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he does, it'll be, you know, I think more like a cow working catch pen area. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big. Yeah. It, it's big. And then they got the the old milk house there that yeah. he's turned yeah. into a tack room. Yeah. And, and that's the where the parlor. dogs are behind, right? In their kennels? Yeah. Off to the side. Of off it. to yeah. the side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so he's not he's milking cows, just to be clear, and has no intention mm-hmm. to milk cows? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. No, beautiful. And I, and again, I'm going to post up a link. It it I was very, very impressed, and he did just a great job of stepping everything through. And I liked his comment at the end. He said, I'm going to go take a nap so I can get up, and it'll look like when I, that I've been working, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, big shop, and yeah. when when we bought the place, you know, and it was, you kind of figured out why it was cheaper. It was kind of a trickier sale. Like the guy wanted to stay there for oh. six months. Oh, okay. And and uh, then all the equipment 
and Dalen being Dalen, uh-huh. Tiger being on a pipe, yeah. you know, I yeah. kept saying, you know, the guy was going to sell all the equipment, you know, it had tractors and trailers and, you know, everything you need for the farm there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And Dalen wasn't going to buy it, wasn't going to buy it. I said, yeah. well, if you're not going to buy it, I'm going to buy it because okay. you're going to need it. Okay. You're yeah. going to need it. Yeah. So uh, then after a while, I, I brought the tractor and a brush hog up here, and that's about it. He had welders on trailers and torches. You know, it was just a nice setup. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. shop. And yeah. It was, you know, post and wire and, you know, things you have on a farm. Yeah. And uh, after a while, Dalen got to realize, wait a minute, maybe I do want this <laughs> stuff. So he uh, had be a price. Finagled me out of a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's what you do. I was going to say, <laughs> be a price fence post lately. Right, uh, <laughs> and I yeah, mean not yeah. just a few hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. There. No, understood. No, oh, great. Does great. Kathleen need fence posts? Oh gosh, we just put in. I think forty wood posts. She runs a lot of T posts, uh, but I'm telling you, uh, yeah, I've she, got, I've got piles of fence posts. You and you and Kathleen need to get connected here, right? Yeah. So um, we do. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, she needs a lot of things there to help her get set up, but, uh, okay. she's doing well. And I actually have her pickup truck, took it in, got an oil change. We got new tires going on it on Monday. Cause she's going to head to Oklahoma, almost out where you are, Sam going to pick up uh, a fiddly that she bought. Uh, I think you, I think another, one. another one. So yeah, over Labor Day, she's, she's hoofing it out there. So she wants to make sure trailer and, and everything is in condition to go. Yeah. That'll give her four horses too. All right. Fathers of four, get the tires on the truck. Oh, man. Tires <laughs> and all synthetic oil chains and check the brakes. And she's had the trailer <laughs> in, you know, and all new brakes there. Whoever packed the wheel bearings, and this is kind of a PSA, right? Um, public service announcement. Uh, whoever has packed the wheel bearings, they overdid it. And it got down, leaked down onto the brakes. And basically, yeah. So the brakes were all absolutely useless, right? So we've got new shoes in there. That's all all in condition now. So, yeah, just maybe talk to your your mechanics. Or if you're doing it yourself, slow down on the grease. They got to be greased, but slow down. Um, And then uh, Colton. Can't end a show without Colton. Um, what's he up to? Where is he? I've seen some videos, I think Denton, Texas, and someplace in Nebraska, Sam, on Facebook. Uh, what's he up to? He's just living the dream. Okay. You know, uh, he's out on the road, bulldogging every chance he gets, trying to, you know, do well, analyzing everything the way Colton does. And uh, he he's... He's doing well. He's he's placing some. He's breaking some barriers to win some, but it, you can't get mad at that for trying to win. Right. So right. Uh, keep doing what you're doing and do it a little better every time. You'll he, he'll get there. You bet. And he's he'll healthy. He's he's enjoying the road. Okay. I think so. He uh, actually went went back to Dalens when he was in Texas last week. He, he went to. Down as the mother got to go to a couple of rodeos with him. Okay. So okay. That, that was good. You bet. And, uh, I think, I don't know. I, I know I would get homesick at that age. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think Colton probably was some somewhat, but he he wouldn't need much to get back out there. You bet. <laughs> you bet. 
and and running and gunning so busy not a lot to, i mean probably no downtime really right with all the driving and the and the going yeah he was at a rodeo monday or tuesday and then he doesn't go again till tonight mm. so he had wednesday or tuesday and wednesday off or wednesday off i yeah. think tuesday and wednesday off so so but, what's he do uh, on yeah, his day off uh, does his know. laundry <laughs> <laughs> what pays his bills you know what what uh, is yeah what's he do <laughs> yeah oh they I, gotta do laundry sometimes you bet uh, all but those out there they might go to a dry cleaner place, i was gonna know? say uh, and you got to stick around for a while to find a dry cleaner that can turn it quick enough because he always shows <laughs> yeah. up in those nice starch shirts right yeah. he yeah. looks great he just absolutely looks great and he looks strong and you can tell the confidence is there. I'm, uh, it's fun to watch. I've, ever since Colton was a kid, when he left the house, he was dressed to the nines. Okay. Just, you know, shirts look good, everything. I said, you ought to be an auctioneer because you just dress slick all the time. It just, <laughs> so it, it's paying off. You yeah. bet. You bet. All right. Um, and any, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff he's done, trick riding, trick roping. Um, we talked about him possibly becoming an announcer at some point, which I still say he needs to head that way when he's done. If you took Colton and, uh, opened his chest up, yeah. his heart would say rodeo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And you'd see him, you know, you as a, a clown, as a trick roper mm -hmm. and, and, you know, uh, down there with the horses and the bulls and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know there, there isn't anything he doesn't yeah i can't say there's nothing he doesn't like about rodeo because yep. when yep. he was putting some on for me by himself some of the contestants you know here's a 17 year old kid that they could voice their opinion very loud to that they would not do to me and yeah yeah yeah, I, that was kind of unfair of me to put him in that situation. Yep. I yep. think. Yeah, uh, all experiences, right? All part of building. All part of building him. Yes, and uh, but he knows rodeo. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> and he lives rodeo, and he eats it, and he sleeps it. He just wants it so bad. And uh, so it'll come. You bet. And it is coming. Education is expensive and time consuming. Yep. Yep, and, yep. But yep. Uh, he's with good people, and it, I'm very proud of what, especially here towards the end, what uh, how it's coming together. You know how, how it's working out. And he's you see him. I seen him hazing quite a bit. You know, people okay. wouldn't know. Okay. But uh, I watched him hazing, and I tried to get a hold of him afterwards. He I see him haze for one guy on a ball play course, and it was good. Mm -hmm. You know. And then I seen him haze on this other horse. I said, I thought, man, I got to call him and find out what horse that is. Yeah. Because that worked. He, it, that horse just worked incredibly. He got right where he needed to be. And when Colton asked him to go, this thing shot like a rocket out through there. Right. So, uh, and so he's hazing for a number of different people and riding different horses. And that, that leads to the, his horse ability. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he's jumping. This guy says, well, he hays for me. Yeah. And he's not riding his horse. He's jumping on somebody else's horse and you hazing bet. for him. You bet. So you bet. That, that tells me that uh, people have faith in his horse, horsemanship. That is excellent. 
That is absolutely excellent. Uh, that's great. Great to see him out there doing it and doing it right. And like you say, living the dream. Got to love that. Well, Sam, this has been a big show. So be safe today and uh, take care of things, Sam. Thank you, Doug. I enjoyed it very much. Now, we hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as Sam and I enjoy doing it. If you do, please share it with your friends. Help us spread the word. Share it on Facebook. Have them share it on Facebook. Uh, as you know, we're going to Candace, so we're going international with Beyond the Shoots. Help someone find it on their phone. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on YouTube. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. And remember, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. And we would like to say thank you, thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast brand new coupon 50% off you gotta check them out BTC 023 and you can find them at ParasiteSystems.com this is Beyond the Shoots until next time this is Doug Simcox and Sam Swearingen saying thank you for listening